Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's sermon was given by Associate Pastor Henry Coates. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the first epistle of the Apostle Peter, chapter 3, verses 13 through 22. Please join us in a prayer for illumination. God, tell us what we need to hear and tell us what we should do to obey Jesus Christ. Amen. First Peter 3, verse 13. Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer from doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be intimidated, but your hearts sanctify in Christ's word. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an, an accounting for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in the former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, good morning, all. It is so good to be with you. A lot has happened since we last spent time together, including the birth of our baby boy. So let me introduce you right now to my son, Jacob David Golbeck Coates. So far, he is a healthy and happy little baby, and we are overjoyed that this little guy is part of our family. So meet Jacob, everybody. Now, a friend told me that if I keep my baby on screen with me for the entire length of this sermon, none of you will hear a word I say, because Jacob is much cuter than I am. So let me hand him off real quick. Bye, Jacob. See you later. <laughs> what a cute little guy. So this morning, I want to share with you all some of my reflections on our passage from 1 Peter today. There's a lot going on in this passage, so I invite you to open your Bibles and follow along with me, and take time throughout today and this week to come back to 1 Peter 3, 13-22, and let it percolate in your soul. Verse 17 reads that it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. 
Now, Peter says this in the context of verses 15 and 16. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Now, throughout this part of 1 Peter, there is an emphasis on suffering. Our suffering and the suffering of Jesus Christ. Verse 18 reads, For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. In order to bring you to God, Christ suffered for sins once and for all, for the righteous and for the unrighteous. Once and for all, Christ suffered for sins once and for all. This is the hope that we are talking about here, that out of Christ's suffering, we are brought to God. This is our hope. And it is this hope that Peter tells us to be ready to defend to all those who might come to us with questions or who might approach us with scorn or those who come to us asking for prayer in the midst of their suffering. So we know that there's a lot of suffering going on in the world right now. That's undeniable. There's so much sickness, there's too much death, and impending economic catastrophe. It is scary. And there is no shame in admitting to yourself that you are scared. And that in the midst of all this that you are suffering, fear for health, fear for family, fear for economic livelihood, fear of how on earth are we going to get through this, past this, into some sense of normality. Now, these are normal feelings to feel in a time like this. Our faith can bring us great comfort in moments like this. But it can be hard to keep our eyes on Jesus when it seems like the world is melting around us. I say three things to that, okay? It is okay to struggle to keep the faith in the midst of suffering sometimes. It's okay. Number two, this too shall pass. Now, it may seem like we've been at home for an eternity, and who knows when it will be safe to go back outside and be with those we love. But again, I say to you, this too shall pass. It is Friday, but Sunday is coming. Weeping may tarry through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And three, through it all, through it all, Jesus remembers us, and God is with us. Through it all, we learn to trust in Jesus. We learn to trust in God. I'm reminded of a story in the Gospel of Luke, as Jesus is crucified with the two criminals beside him. Now, one taunts Jesus in the midst of his suffering, throws words of scorn at Jesus as he is dying. Are you not the Messiah? 
save yourself and us. In the midst of this pandemic, how many of us have cried out to God with those very same words? You are the Messiah. Save us. How do we give a defense of our hope to a suffering world when we are suffering ourselves, when God can seem so very distant? How can we follow Peter's instructions to us to make our defense to anyone who demands it from us, to give an accounting for the hope that is within us, and to do so with gentleness and reverence when we ourselves are crying out, My God, my God, why? How long, O oh Lord, how long? There was another criminal crucified along Christ, found guilty of who knows what crimes, but sentenced to die all the same. As he himself was dying, he rebuked the scorning criminal, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then this criminal, then this sinful man who was justly condemned, turns to Jesus and offers what I think is perhaps the most profound prayer in all the Bible. Jesus, he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replies, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. I'm reminded of 1 Peter 3.18, for Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous and for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. It blows my mind when I think about it, that Jesus suffered for both criminals, the one who doubted and scorned, and the one who prayed. How do we give a defense of our hope? In times of tremendous suffering, Complex syllogisms and profound arguments don't really seem to me to carry the same weight. So, one might think, what defense do we have? Well, we have Jesus. He is both our hope and our defensive shield. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. When we ask him to remember us, he does. He will. And nothing can separate us from the love of the God who remembers. There's a slightly odd couple of verses in our passage today, the end of verse 18, verse 19, and into verse 20. It reads, Jesus was put to dead in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey. Now, what does this mean? 
You know the part of the Apostles' Creed that goes, he descended into hell? Well, Jesus' descent into hell is how the early church interpreted these verses in 1 Peter. They called it the harrowing of hell. The time when Jesus, who had died, went to hell to break out the righteous who had died since creation began. Now, what does this tell us in light of our COVID-19 spring? Jesus does not forget those who are going through hell. He remembers us. He suffers for, he suffers with. And when we suffer, we know our Christ, our Jesus, is with us, holding us, weeping with us, suffering alongside of us. And ultimately, despite the suffering, redeeming us. Pastor Mark Roberts once observed that Christian faith doesn't provide all the certainty we might prefer. We don't know exactly what's going to happen today or tomorrow or the next day. Our faith doesn't insulate us from all the change swirling around us. But Christian faith does provide a solid, trustworthy, unchanging reality upon which to base our lives. And that reality, my friends, is Jesus Christ. Through it all, through this all, let us come to trust in Jesus. Let us come to trust in God. This too shall pass, my beloved First Pres family. God has raised Jesus from the dead, and he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and he remembers us, for God is with us. We will get through this with God's help. Amen and amen.